What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm no good at taking good advice. And I'm self-careless, so don't tell me twice that lately I've been so stuck in my head. That I forget just about everything my therapist said Maybe I'm self-helpless Maybe I'm self-helpless Maybe I'm self-helpless Maybe we are self-helpless Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we have on a returning guest. We haven't had her on for a few years, um, but we are joined by amazing comedian and writer and actress Beth Stelling. She has an incredible Netflix special that is out now. Uh, She also has a half hour Netflix special that you can watch if you want to keep binging, uh, binging Beth. But the, (laughs) the new hour that's on Netflix is called If You Didn't Want Me Then. You should go check it out. And we talked uh, a lot on this episode about finding hobbies as an adult or like mm-hmm. resurfacing hobbies that you had as a kid and bringing them back into your life as an adult. Yeah, it's so interesting because, yeah, hobby, you might be going back to things that you used to do, but now you need a new relationship with them. Maybe you were really competitive playing something in high school and now you're doing it for fun. And sometimes that is a weird adjustment right Right. like we talked about kind of like the weird self-talk that comes comes up or imposter syndrome or pressure or maybe you're trying something completely new for the first time and you have a lot of feelings about that like you feel like you're not allowed to be new or or bad at something as an adult um and yeah we just talked about a variety of stuff like maybe you're getting into it because you need to like you need some healing or you need some kind of you know there's a life transition happening but i think it's also like a it could be kind of in line of like making friends as an adult too which can be weird right making new friends depending on what your hobbies are whether they're solo hobbies or like group activities it's just a whole strange like 
new thing to sometimes navigate and it can be uncomfortable no matter where you're coming from. Yeah, I feel like we all hit a certain age as well where let's say, you know, in my case, I played volleyball throughout high school and that wasn't like it wasn't questioned, right? It's like when you're in high school, if you want to play a sport, that's I mean, I think often encouraged. Yeah, you're often encouraged to to be very involved and um, people are really supportive of that. And then as you have a career, when you get older, um, if you have a spouse, if you have kids, if you then try to take time to do a hobby, like join, you know, uh, an intramural volleyball league like I've done, depending on your life, you can get a lot of pushback, I think, from people that are like, wait, you're going to you're going to leave work uh, or you're going to miss the work happy hour or you're going to like forgo a night with your spouse to go do whatever it is. It's like you have to really set boundaries around it. And I think it's less accepted, which is unfortunate. That's such a good point. You know, yeah, it could totally be seen as like a waste of time, a waste of money. It could be seen as selfish as an adult to like prioritize or like want to get into a hobby. Um, yeah, it's so strange. I, you know, I kind of talked about this too on the episode of like, as you get older, you have like so many different responsibilities now than maybe when you were a little kid doing hobbies, like, yeah. you know, the laundry and the cooking and the cleaning and the grocery shopping and all this stuff that it can feel hard to fit a hobby that brings you joy into stuff. And I'm like, and sometimes like, I don't know, my hobby feels like therapy and just like trying yeah. not to hate the world that I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I can add anything or the things that I naturally enjoy, like, are they considered hobbies or not? Like is going for a, like is walking a hobby? Is drinking tea a hobby? I don't <laughs> know. Like where does a hobby start and end? And yeah. when do I need to push myself out of my comfort zone of like, okay, all of your hobbies are solo activities that that's <laughs> that's great, you know, that you can feel connected to yourself. But what about connection with other people or your community or like a part of yourself that you haven't, you know, kind of tended to in a long time? So many yeah. weird things. So many weird things can come up with doing something for fun with no other yes. outcomes than just pure fun and enjoyment. We have so much shit around just doing something, period, for yes. fun. Yes. Well, and um, this, in my mind, it was coming up for me thinking about our episode with Krista, who we had on to talk about grief. And yeah. if you are going through any sort of grief in your life or caregiving, that it's so critical to have restorative activities. And I think hobbies really can fall into that category. And yeah, whether whether you are dealing with grief or like I mentioned, just have other adult responsibilities, there's just so much guilt that can come with something that's like not bringing in additional income <laughs> to your right. family or um, not servicing everybody. And um, and I think women, I, I know this is, I know this goes for everybody, but I think women especially feel a responsibility um, within their home to like mm-hmm. put other people first sometimes, put kids first, put spouse first. And if they were to be like, hey, actually, I'm not going to be able to do the laundry tonight or whatever because I'm going to go to this dance class or something. Right. There's a lot of pushback. Yeah. I feel like mentioning that grief episode is good because I bet there there can be a lot of grief that comes up for people who are getting 
back into something that they once did at a very high level. Yeah. Like if you thought at one point you were going to be, I don't know, a professional basketball player or a professional dancer or something, and you were doing it all the time. And then for some reason you took a different path, it can probably bring up a lot of, uh, ex- you know, excitement but also sadness when you get back into something like that because you might be naturally thinking of like what could have been you know if I had done this thing and gone this other path so I think yeah I think uh listening to the grief one might be might be good if you're also feeling that way about potentially looking for hobbies um or getting back into things that you once loved or want to love again you know yeah uh do you remember was this was this 2021 I think do you remember that I joined a volleyball league and was playing with these it was co-ed I was playing with these guys who were so fucking strong and one of them hit the ball so hard that when I went to dig it it broke it chipped the tip off of the bone in my wrist oh my god yes I do remember that yes and that was that made me sad because I was like this sport that I once loved and listen, I know right. that there are other, there are probably some other leagues that would be less intense, but I'm, you know, I've played the majority of my life. I'm, I'm very competitive with volleyball. And so I wanted to play in uh, like a higher skill level league, but Jesus Christ. I mean, you forget that when you played, when you were 16, you were playing against other 16 year old girls. Right. Who oh are God, not yes. hitting the ball so hard. <laughs> With yeah. whatever fucking pent up rage that that guy's not getting out through therapy or whatever the fuck, it's yes. like that. All that went into my little bird wrist, and I was just like, "Damn!" Even though I'm trying to bring, uh, you know, a hobby back into my life, sometimes you're mourning yes. the fact that it's it's different. It's not it's not the same as when you were younger. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. It's like, it's like you need to find somebody who takes it as seriously as you do. Like whatever that seriousness level is for like parks and rec. Like, I don't know, maybe you need to like join an all girls volleyball team or something. We're like, Hey, this is for fun. Everybody we've all established. This is just for fun. Right. Cause I had this same experience. Like when I would play parks and rec basketball, Cam and I were actually on a team together for a long time. It's like, people would take it so seriously. And I'm like, dude, this is not like the NCAA championship. This right. is a fucking Parks and Rec League. Can we all just relax and just have fun? Because then I'm like, okay, it just sucks the fun out of it again. Like yes. how I felt like when I played it competitively, this is, so I think it, it takes probably a long time or a little while maybe to kind of find the right league, the right team, the right setting for you. Because yeah, you can run into that shit too. We're like, okay we're doing this for different reasons, right? Right. (laughs) Different people for different reasons. Isn't that ironic? I've had that happen too, where it's like you, you join a league as an adult thinking this will be so great. I don't have to deal with a verbally abusive coach anymore or that sort of pressure. And then sometimes there will be people like peers of yours on the team who take it upon themselves to be the shitty coach. And it's like, bro, we're the same age. Like you can't, you can't do this. Exactly. That was so. All crazy. we win is a t-shirt at the end of this, yeah. dude. Can you calm the fuck down? Yeah, that is the highest accomplishment we can achieve, and this is a fucking t-shirt. Like, let's relax. 
But I, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So like, yeah, it can, it's weird. It's all very weird. And it, if, Hey, if you're trying to get back into stuff or trying things for the first time, it might like be like anything else where you feel like you have to kind of date things for a while to find like your sweet spot of the right hobby, the right people to do it with, you know, all of that. Like, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, if you are listening, so this is coming out about mid December. I have so many tour dates, holy shit, for the first half of this coming year. I will be in San Diego, Philly, Jersey, Tacoma, Stamford, Connecticut, um, San Francisco, Minneapolis, uh, God, where, I mean, Salt Lake City, Vegas, so many coming up. I'm trying to do it from memory because I don't have my calendar in front of me right now. But if you go to KelseyCook.com, I promise you there are even more cities than when I just um, just rattled off. So go check it out and uh, please come see me on tour. I'd love it. Hell yeah. Love it. Um, and if you want to listen to my other podcast called Career Crush, you can get it for free at DelaneyFisher.com. It's a private show, but there's no membership fee or anything like that. And when you join the list, you also get notified about like cool opportunities that I hear about. Uh, in the last couple months or so, I've blasted some opportunities for like a screenwriter, a musician, um, def- different like media opportunities to get featured in magazines and stuff like that. Um, and we just talk about finding, uh, you know, the sweet spot with the the, the work that you do, whatever um, career path you find fulfilling. Maybe you're changing things up. Maybe you're like me where you do something new every every five years. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about all of that stuff and just resources to support you with finding that and those transitions. Um, we're going to do some free events coming up as well. So yeah, I would love to have you, DelaneyFisher.com. Every, all the resources and podcasts, everything is completely free. So yeah, I'd love to have you join. Okay, enjoy our interview with Beth. Yay. Thank you for coming back on the show, Beth. We're so happy to have you. Thanks for having me. Yes. I love this show. <laughs> well, this show loves you. Yes. And uh, we always start with asking our guests what their favorite or least favorite quote is. And you, you, we haven't had this happen before. You're like, let me go find this amazing yes, quote. the quote and you, and you found <laughs> the quote it was a quest for this quote so tell That's us what true. you have all right this is a cheryl strayed quote which you, you can never really go wrong with cheryl okay nice. um it says that place of true healing is a fierce place it's a giant place it's a place of monstrous beauty and endless dark and glimmering light and you have to work really 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 hard to get there but you can do it Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's I like how it incorporates light and dark and all yes. the things, not just one or the other. It's, it's exactly. everything. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. 
So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's yeah, nice. I guess I was going to say my, my least. <laughs> you have That's a least funny. favorite in least the favorite same book. Least favorite in the same book, I was going to say. Uh, sorry, Cheryl. <laughs> No, no, no. I turned the page and I'm like, well, this one's shit. <laughs> no one's safe on this podcast, Cheryl. <laughs> Watch your back. <laughs> um, no, this one's full of good ones. I, I love her. That's awesome. Um, By the way, I, there's probably another one about something that i loved about no one gets through this world unscathed but anyway what were you gonna say by the way so <laughs> i was just say your voice is so soothing i like i feel like thanks you need to get hired for i don't know ASMR. like I listen to your asmr shale. yeah or, <laughs> for sure I, I start profiting off of just reading cheryl straight <laughs> Can you get like an audible deal of just being the book narrator for all Cheryl Stray? Yeah, the voice actor. Uh, I love it. Uh, she's cool, Sal. Um, so, we wanted to talk with you today about having hobbies as an adult, which mm-hmm. I feel like um, the older you get, the more it's talked about how you're just like, well, where the fuck did my hobbies go? Mm-hmm. And it feels so hard to incorporate them into day-to-day life it's hard it's hard when like you get older and it's like you are doing grocery shopping and launch like these things the chores and household duties that kind of fill the slots of your hobbies and they're like i'm supposed to fucking learn how to knit too like where is this how do i fit all of this into one life right you guys feel the needs the needs needs versus what's i don't know supposed to add value to your life (laughs) (laughs) i mean you need certain things but i don't know sometimes those you might not need them as much as you think, you know, I, obviously you have to get groceries in order to eat, but yeah, I, I just think it's, there's so many, there's a pattern I often have of uh, things being within reach uh, that, that could help me and me just not grasping for them. Uh-huh. So I sort of have to say like, how could this help me? And then, you know, it's annoying to talk about, but usually people will agree, you know, making yourself work out or move your body is a task a bit it feels like an insurmountable task and the minute it ends you have maybe more energy or you feel better or you're glad you did it so those things I guess are what you know it's like the mornings I wake up and I didn't have a cigarette I'm like I feel so good you've been so (laughs) mad at yourself if you smoked last night but I always want one because they taste delicious (laughs) the only time I mean the only I actually think they're disgusting. The only time cigarettes are okay are, are, are if I'm drunk and they're in my mouth. But um yeah, I've I've actually because I've gotten so into some of my hobbies, I've been I tend to sometimes prioritize prioritize them over comedy. So all whatever nights I sometimes people know that I'm just never going to be available for a Tuesday or Thursday show again. But if I can get it like tonight I'm doing one at 7 because I don't play hockey until nine so it'll work for me to be able to do both but i'll show up dressed ready to play (laughs) okay so tell (laughs) us what what are your main hobbies now as an adult i would say main number one would be field hockey okay and two is more in the realm of things that would help and make me feel better that are within reach that i don't always do like stretching meditation Mm -hmm. or playing my cello so that would be the other one wow did you, did you go back to those? Like, were those things that you did when you were younger and you went back to them or were they like completely yes. brand new? Okay. Yes. So I, I think maybe this is human nature 
but I don't like doing things I'm not good at. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, especially if you just kind of, t- you, there's things that you have sort of uh, a pull towards, but also there's things that you just try and you're good at. And those are obviously things you're going to probably, you may enjoy better because you had a natural inclination for them. But I've been playing field hockey since third grade and I, in cello, I want to say sixth, maybe it was third as well. No, sixth seems more reasonable to trust a child with a cello. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, I would say it, and it's been, I would say I really got back into them in the last eight years, wow, like eight, okay. eight years ago, I would say is when I was basically, um, I went through a lot. I got out of an abusive relationship and I needed, and I was in therapy. I went to a healing trauma program. And in that, of course, there's a lot of things that, you know, seems somewhat obvious that you should do mm-hmm. to help your mental, which would be, you know, meditation or, you know, attending a meeting like Al-Anon or, you know, something like that. Um, those are, everything is a multi-pronged approach. I think most people realize at this point, yeah. you know, it's not just eating healthy. It's also meditating and exercise. You know, there's all kinds of different things you can do to make yourself feel better. But for me, one of the things I wanted to do was like, who am I? How did I get so lost? Like, you know, there's a lot of blame that happens. Like, how did I get into that relationship with that person? Or how did I let that happen to me? And so uh, you sort of lose yourself in a way. And I was like, what makes me me? And what did I used to love? Um, So I needed to tap into things from when I was younger before I was mistreated to sort of feel like, you know, myself again and remember the joys or whatever, just, it's almost like by doing it, I I knew it wasn't going to erase anything that happened to me, but it might take me back to a time before I felt like everything went bad. So it was like, um, I bought a cello and I've actually switched it out a couple of times because they all kind of have different sounds. And I'm also not a professional. So I'm not about to spend like 10 grand on a cello or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still like very much a novice. I'm happy to play some songs and have you guess them, but I don't know if you'll be able to. Um, <laughs> Mary had a little lamb. Uh, <laughs> you, got, you got that one in your pocket? <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> um, yeah. And then field cello. hockey, I just like Googled on, um, I don't know, or maybe I Facebook field hockey clubs in, in yeah. LA. So then I got back into it that way. And I just, it's funny too, because as an adult that I, I have to remember just like stand up, right? Everybody's like, how do you do it? It's so, you know, I started before I did the math. Like if you start, you know, you have yeah. to be dumb and a little confident, you know, to start <laughs> because otherwise if, if you knew what it was all about, you wouldn't, but same for anything, like as an adult, it's like a little scary to start, like to show up that first day. And I hadn't played since, in, you know, whatever it was, 15 years or something. I have no clue. Yeah. Like I played in a couple of alumni games, but to show up and play a sport with other adults that you don't know. And yeah. it's, it's hard to put yourself out there, even if I, and I was, and I'm kind of shy a little here and there. Yeah. So those are the yeah. two, I guess that take up most of my time. And over the years, field hockey, I've just been gotten more and more into it. Mm-hmm. And um, this year I, I tried out for the U S women's masters team and I made it. And what? That's, nice. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> incredible. Wow. So, yeah. I was like, I think I set my training stuff out. Cause I was like, I really need to work on that. Um, but um, so yeah, the Pan Am games are in i uh, I'm going to try to find it for you. 
I can't. Um, the Pan Am Games are in Argentina in December. So I'll be Jesus. kind of like touring and training for, for that until until December. <laughs> that is wild. I'll be in, I'm in Argentina <gasps> right now as you're listening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, basically. That is so cool. When this this yeah, this is really <laughs> – you hit something that I had a question for you. Do you have a hard time since – since, you know, you've made a living doing creative things, right? Have you found it hard to not have your hobby turn into something more serious, like money or a profession or something like that? So was that something that you were hoping would happen or you're like, oh shit, I did it again. I turned, <laughs> I, I turned my fun thing into my job. Like <laughs> what? Cause oh, I was, no, I've, been I've struggling mastered with that. another skill. <laughs> yeah. I'm too good at everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've definitely struggled with that. I'm curious about how you feel about that. Uh, don't worry, Delaney. Winter <laughs> sports does not pay. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Good to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, we have maybe Osaka is one of our sponsors, but we we're definitely paying our way to to go individually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, it is a good question. I'm trying to kind of like actually think about the answer because I. I am competitive in a way, but I'm not like, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to really like think about it because it is still fun for me. Like I was a little nervous at the tryout for sure, but I don't know. It wasn't like I needed to reach the next level. It was more sort of just, I was curious if I could do it. So, and ultimately too, I guess in that same realm, sometimes I go, I wonder how good I would be at stand up if I really worked hard, you know, like, and I kind of feel like that about everything, even yeah. field hockey. So I think there are moments where you're like, and of course I've worked very, very hard at stand up. I don't mean it like I don't try. I do. And there's, and that ebbs and flows, but I just mean you have that question in your head or I'm sure what was the internet? This is like from years ago when I was dating someone much younger than me, but they, I would always like find, see their memes. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it means. But, you know, something like the minute I this, it's over for you, hoes. What is that? Like, oh. the minute I start trying, it's over for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a flashback to dating someone younger. But, um, yeah, I think it's kind of like that. This is talked about a lot. Like, what would happen if I put yeah. everything I have into it? And I and I can't really say I'm doing that because I'm definitely training. I, I you know, I'm trying to do different cross training and things like we just said about anything in life, there's different ways to go about it. You're not just going to just run, but like, yeah. I don't like exercising at all. Um, and so the way I exercise is playing the game. And then I just kind of got to the point where one of the other women on the team was like, I'm going to go to Phoenix and try out. You should too. And, it, and I think ultimately that is flattering, yeah. but she also could have just wanted a roommate at the hotel. <laughs> split, split hotel. <laughs> <laughs> because again women's sports does not pay <laughs> so yeah I mean like I think there's part of that too a flattering part that was somebody invited me like yeah you could do it yeah. and but then all, all these things that like everything I'm such a tangent person but I also have like weird imposter syndrome I'll be like did I really make it like do I am I really good enough or you know I it's hard for me to sometimes enjoy things because I'm like why did how did this happen I don't know if I fully believe it but yeah. And I also don't want to fail. So like part of me is like, 
hoping maybe I'll just be on the bench <laughs> so that I don't have right. to like, like I'll just be a sub because I don't want to disappoint the United States of America. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, I got my annual physical last year and I was so surprised that one of the questions was, do you have any hobbies? Cause I was like, oh, this, this must be like a new age bracket of physical where, and I think it was also coming off of, you know, it was just last year, but it was COVID has introduced some new questions, I think, into physicals where they asked how many times a week do you see um, loved ones? And at the time I was living in Spokane and I think I said like two to three times a week and they were like, okay, so moderately isolated. I was like, oh, it just was interesting that as you get older, and I think people know that you are more on your own to make those decisions of if you are going to pursue a hobby or if you are going to be social. And so that's like part of the check-in now is like, hey, how often are you actually doing things that are fulfilling outside of your work? And it was kind of embarrassing for them to ask me if I had hobbies because I used to be such a hobby person. I mean, like you bet that's like I grew up playing sports. I um, played flute in school. I, I don't know. I just was involved yeah. in a million things. And then um, those things have generally gone away. I've joined a couple intramural volleyball teams, but nothing since I moved to Minnesota. And it's like, oh, fuck, I guess I don't. I guess I don't really do anything outside of it now, but it is just so hard to find the time. But I, I think having yeah. you on and talking about that, you've just made a decision to, it, it sounds like you had to maybe remove some of the things that were in the way. Like you had to say no to some shows and just oh, be like, yeah. look, I'm making this as and much of a priority. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's so great to have an excuse, um, even though you know is a complete sentence as uh Oh, that's another great quote. A sweet person mm-hmm. just reminded me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did stay, say no to shows and it was kind of nice. Like, I can't do it. I have field hockey. And then usually a comic will go, whoa, really? Yeah. Okay. You forget yeah, but, that you can just do that. Yeah. So I would definitely prioritize it. We play Tuesdays, uh, like pickup games are Tuesdays. And and it's open to everybody, all, all genders, all skill levels, all ages. Yeah. And there are definitely comics and people in our community that are like, oh, I want to try it. And I have extra sticks and shin guards and all that. And I'm like, you should. And then I say 9 p.m. in Santa Monica. And they're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's the other thing. Like, I, I actually drive pretty far to play. Sundays, the league is in Moore Park in the Simi Valley. It's this beautiful oh. field hockey stadium. Wow, and uh, gorgeous turf and then thursdays is an all-women's game uh in manhattan beach wow. so like i do travel pretty far to play but it's kind of nothing to me but it's interesting right because even covid like you could work out on your computer or whatever and i remember and i remember looking back to earlier times i got really into the bar method which is now this place called then it was chrysalis fitness and now it's where ucb has their classes but um the building itself but um I remember going, I used to drive to work out, yeah. which seems crazy to me now. And I mean, I play the game, like, we, like I just said, but yeah. to go take a workout class, I would drive and park and get out. And, and it just felt so weird to look back at that because everything, you know, I, I went like that because I was picturing like editing, <laughs> like when you're just editing the little pieces together, like every, it's just like, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. 
and and two like to all, what we're saying it's like uh, um you need to find a league in minneapolis you need to like yeah. look on facebook and see like where's a volleyball game and all that mm-hmm. stuff and then you're still gonna have the skill that you developed as a child which is the ability to show up somewhere and be like hey and figure it out yeah and i think that's fewer and far between now like you like there's a lot of skills that are drying up and and often it's like eye contact meeting someone rolling up to a place figuring it out talking to strangers yeah. and that just didn't doesn't happen for kids as much anymore i think you know even just having to talk to someone's parent on the phone like hey is kelsey there yeah you know like something in between you and the thing you want is fewer and far between right. even like knocking or opening a door or looking for a sign or finding the new place yeah because everything's right on your phone and it'll show you what you're looking for like there's so few questions now or things yeah. with it between you and what you're trying to do I have such a strange relationship with hobbies because like, you, you know, you guys said when I was younger, I played basketball. It was on drumline. I was in band, all these things. And that started off fun. But then as it got more serious and as I got older, it started to be not very fun because the mm-hmm. coaches got really serious, the competitions. So then I just like stopped all of that. And then as an adult, this weird thing of like, OK, being able to make money off of like creative stuff that got weird too, where it's like, okay, my hobbies turned into money. And now when I try to do a hobby, I find myself, um, having a really hard time just doing it for fun with no, outcome. I monetize. Yes. Cause <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I need to get back into a sport. Cause I was never trying to monetize a sport. I'm not trying to like, you know, sell jump shot photos or something, but yeah. when it comes to like painting on canvas or, you know, making something like that, I'm like, Oh, I, my brain is like, you know, you could probably sell this. And I'm like, Oh, stop, you know, like, but it's hard to shut off that, that part of it. Or, um, you know, like painting, but I'm painting because I need to decorate my house. It's not really just for the joy of it. It's like, there's another purpose involved. So I'm curious to know, like when you went back to your hobbies, did it feel, um, did it help with your healing after like getting out of that relationship? Or did you find like it was, it felt like more work that you were piling on your plate? Like what was your, I think it was, yeah, I do think it was healing because, um, it was just the newness of it um, getting back and trying and, and there was more work ahead of me to like, remember the notes and how to read music again. And, and I even, um, signed up for some lessons. And even when I bought the cello, the person who played it for me, his name was Xavier. And I think he's since gone off to like Berkeley, um, or Emerson or something. I feel bad. I don't remember the exact school, but got like a full ride, but he picked, he was helping me choose the cello I wanted. Cause I rented first before I bought it um and he like played for me and it made me cry because he was so good and also just the sound of it is so beautiful but um and he was just so kind and said you know if you do want private lessons and what did he say I think he taught a little bit to Carly Rae Jepsen which made me laugh but um (laughs) I think he taught her or gave her a few lessons or something oh my gosh that's very Um, funny my memory serves me correctly. I think that's what he said, but then he ended up going off to do great things, but even just the process of going to pick it and listening. And he's like, you can go ahead and play if you want. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm playing. And it's been so long, like ode to joy, I guess I'll riff around on ode to joy. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, so, so the newness of it and like what was ahead of me and getting back in 
in it. And then I took a couple classes at I think the School of Music. Um, I forget what it's called right now. But um, and then I stopped because I similarly to kind of what you're saying, it was like, well, maybe I did get a little bored or it was more of a task because like we just said, there's things between me and playing and, and, and it's almost like I want to make everything easier. I thought about getting like um, the way that you can hang a guitar on a wall. I thought about getting one of those for my cello. I have a stand for it. It's in like a beautiful uh, um, mahogany box. Like that you, it just stands in. Cause it's not like I have to it, growing up practicing was a task. It was annoying and I never wanted to do it. Yeah. I had to, we stored it under my mom's piano cause she's a pianist and, I would have to get it out, take it out of the case. You you pull the end um, pin out to your size, open it, tune, tighten your bow, rosin your bow. There's just like oh, several God, it's a whole thing, things. Yeah. So eventually that that always made me not want to practice. And then I'm practicing and then, you know, you're not very good and that can be frustrating. So it, yes, the newness sort of wore off. And there were times where I go months without playing. It, it, it was really out of tune. I had someone come over and they're like, can you, I want to try. I was like, of course. And I went to pick it up and the, the um, C string was like really loose, which is fine. It just meant it was like sitting there for a while. Sometimes it depends on where it is in your house with the temperature, the strings will tighten or loosen. And so I just, you know, tightened it back and, and he had a fun time like trying to figure it out, but also like, I don't know. It was just interesting to see somebody else try to try to do it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey but like a lot of it stuck with me so that's kind of the part of it where it was in me and it was kind of like my mom is a musician like I mentioned so she loves when I play and loved that I got back into it mm-hmm. and said it's just like riding a bike it'll come right back yeah. and she's she was right so I think that's the connection to why you might want to do something from when you were a little um because it is you know things are deep within your your body and memory and things like that and connecting your head to your fingers like even me just doing pilates yesterday it was like wow there is i always it's i often feel cut off at the head because work wise stand up wise i'm like right here mm-hmm. and to connect it actually sometimes i have to be careful of my self talk because i'll be like you're fucking dumb she just said like push up and move your hip left and i'm like like i don't ha- know how to do it you know or really stick your butt out or whatever. And it's like, takes me a minute because I'm so not in my body because my body has sometimes been in unsafe place or whatever. So I think it's like, um, 
a lot of practice too. And you have to keep it up, yeah. <laughs> not just cello, but like, you know, your healing in general and checking in and obviously new stuff happens, new terrible things happen and you have to, and you have to keep going to therapy and, and um, connecting your mind to your body. But field hockey is definitely a vacation for sure. Nice. From like, I, I, I can go, I, I never, I can go angry, but that's not, that's not, it's not like I go there to get anything out. It's just to depart from that. Yeah. So I don't like go and like hit it real hard or something because it, I wouldn't play well. Yeah. Yeah. Positive self-talk, at least for me, has taken so long to get there and to undo. And it's, I mean, we're talking about sports and playing them growing up. And I think that coaches and that sort of mentality can seep its way into then how you talk to yourself. And you'll hear yourself say things to yourself and you're like, where did that come from? I mean, that's such a negative, shitty way to talk to myself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but man, if it's decades old, switch into a new way overnight, you have to like really keep at it. So yeah, backslide very easily. Yeah. That's been a big thing. The last few years is learning how to talk to myself differently. Um, so back in 2020, you and I had gone on a few walks and, um, and I don't, I don't know if you're willing to talk about this, but I remember at the time you were saying that you were thinking of retiring from standup. Mm-hmm. You were thinking like, that was it for you. And I was so sad as like a fan of yours. I was like, no, <laughs> don't stop. But I also just wanted you to be happy and do whatever you felt was right. Um, but obviously, you know, you have a special coming out on Netflix, which by the time this episode comes out, it will have already been out for a couple months. Um, everybody needs to go watch it. But what was it that made you change your mind and made you want to come back to it? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, and and also this is it's just such a funny thing too because I was making fun of Mo Welch, who's one of my best friends, and she was like, "I'm quitting," and it's almost like I would just ignore her when she said that. She's like, yeah. "I'm going to retire," because I was like, "No, you're not." And also, obviously, that's why you and I. T- talked about it privately like I'm the last person that's gonna be like I you don't make an announcement you just take a right. break you know yeah like mm-hmm. it wasn't like I'm and, and I'm not saying I like I was very done so I'm not saying you're wrong yeah. like you're right I did I felt very very done yeah. but I also wasn't about to like say I'm quitting publicly like you and I were talking about it because it's like that's the truth of how I felt but yeah I was also I think I talked about it with Tig too which was just like just you just take a break I mean a lot of people do that you can take years off so, so that was definitely in the back of my mind where I was like, I can, I could come back for sure. But yeah. I guess the reason I was so done is, um, all feelings were intensified during the pandemonium. So whenever I do complete an hour, I already dread the new hour. Like it's the deepest, lowest valley I'm in is when I have just filmed something. I usually sob after the morning after, oh, yeah. um, and because of the buildup, because of the pressure, because it's done, you know, yeah. um, and then because I know I have to start over and starting over is really hard and yeah. it's a place of like, you know, it's an easy place to be not confident in yourself and think, you know, a lot of people are like, I'll never write a funny joke again. And I'm a little past that now. It's like, I've done it enough times where it's where I know, but even you know, a club weekend where I'm feeling really good about all the new and then there'll be one crowd where I'm like, dang, are these not good enough? 
you know, yeah, like the yeah. new jokes and then I'll dip into old and it kills. And it's like, sometimes that's true. And sometimes it's just the way in which you tell it, like you're confident because you tested enough times to know that it works. So you dip into your old, Yeah. but the it's, you know, you can just be shaken. Yeah. Um, but then it's basically just hoarding enough new to feel safe. And I live in that sort of scarcity mentality a lot. Like I have jokes about it, but it's like, I order cinnamon rolls to go. I like having sweets in my cupboard. It's like, if I have something, I feel safe. And I don't know, I could have gotten that from my grandpa because we lived with them for a while and he was, you know, World War, World War II. Yeah. Like depression era, like having stuff makes me feel safe or, you know, I'm like a saver. Uh, I don't know what that is, but it's like, I get enough material and then I'm like, okay, I feel safe or yeah. I feel much better um, that I have a bunch of new in my arms um, that I've gathered in front of me, <laughs> yeah. um, like a little squirrel. <laughs> I stopped doing stand up like over five years ago and I have a lot of reasons why I stopped, but what were you considering at that point where, where you thought you might retire? What were you considering for your career? Like, what would you be replacing it with? Well, I, I was, I was about to say I was, I'm lucky enough to write because it's like, I do feel very lucky, but I also work really hard. So I wrote on, um, I was writing on probably at the time we were talking maybe, or maybe I hadn't mm. started, but it would have been strange planet, which is a show on Apple that's out now. now that we're oh, okay. The strike is, <laughs> I mean, the truth is oh. I can talk about it anyway, because it, it was an IATSE gig and not a WGA gig, but, um, a- anyway, I was writing on strange planet. And then after that, <clears throat> leading up into the special that's currently out, I was writing on season eight of Rick and Morty. So my career would have uh, just, I guess, just sort of moved towards writing, um, okay. which again, it's like, I feel lucky, but also I always try to stop myself and say, but you worked really hard, you know? Yeah. So um, that, and then I enjoy acting and, and voice work and stuff too. So those are other fun outlets. Like I play a little voice on Strange Planet, but it's like, that probably would have been my move, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, and then I'm like, I don't know what else. I can just be a barista if I need to. <laughs> I still have those skills. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes that's, that's good to be in that place though. And if you are feeling like mm, this isn't bringing me the same fulfillment that it used to just really taking a step back and going, I am allowed to take a break. I I do have other options available to me, even if it is becoming a barista, it's like kind of playing that, that game with yourself of like, here are all the options I have just to keep yourself calm and knowing that it's going to get resolved no matter what. Yeah. And I think too, it's ultimately like somewhat embarrassed when you're like, I'm going to quit. And it's like, okay, well, do you want me to beg you to stay? Do you want attention? Are you being a baby? You know, like those are all things that cross my mind too. But um, ultimately it's just sort of like, well, I was frustrated. I was disheartened and um, it was a dark time for a lot of people. I was away from my family. Um, I don't have a husband and or pets. And it's not, the truth is I'm grateful that I wasn't like falling into some sort of deep depression, but those are all just factors that probably contributed to me feeling like very done. Yeah. Um and yeah, but also I wasn't about to announce it and be like, just kidding. I'm coming out of retirement. <laughs> you know, like you don't want to ever like say these <laughs> right, great yeah. grand announcements. I remember a comic quitting in Chicago back in like 2008. And we were all like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The, but did they come back? 
No. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but oh, it was just okay. funny to be like, I don't know. It's just funny to announce that you're leaving. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. When do you announce your retirement? Like to the world? I guess everybody does. My mom retired from teaching after 34 years. We had a party. But like, I guess retiring from like an art that wasn't paying. You know, like, right. you're not going to yeah. see me at the dive bars anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think if it's like, you, you haven't been doing it for a super long time, or it's not your uh, providing a decent amount of income, it probably does feel a little bit like, okay, why yeah. Why do we need to make a press announcement about, right, about this decision? But um, yeah, uh. you were talking earlier about how some hobbies slash things that you just know are good for you that are within your reach feel hard for you to actually follow through on and I feel the exact same way where um, I mean I know that if I woke up and meditated and journaled and stretched every day I, I know that none of those take very long and I would feel so much better but I just don't and I I don't understand why do you feel like you know why you don't do those things I mean, my, the first words that come to mind are self-sabotage, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like how great could I be if I just helped myself like those types of things? Like, am I stopping myself from happiness? Is there something deep within me that feels like I don't deserve it? Are there leftover yeah. like wounds and thoughts within me that feel like I don't deserve those things or, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's so crazy. I mean, and I can see it so easily in other people, like even me, like. I don't know, with a guy or something and very like sort of rough on his faith or scratch, you know, like go like that and itch his eye or like not really get ready for bed or whatever. And to me, I'm going like, what if like, I, I oh, like, I want to say like, be gentle. And can I, can I, can I get a warm washcloth and like wipe your eyes before bed and put some like lotion? And I'll say, I've never put lotion on my face. You know, it's like, and it's like, but does it feel good? You know, like, yeah, wouldn't yeah. it be nice to treat yourself with, with like love and like, oh good night <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. and it's not because it's like could be interpreted in several different ways um but I guess I link it to sort of like I love how the queer eye guys deal with it like it's particularly tan when he's dressing someone like it's not that we think you look like crap or you're a loser or something and we're telling you how bad you look it's just like what would it be like if you pick something that like kind of lit you up and then also accentuated some part of you that you love And like you took care of yourself in that way. When it comes to hobbies, we've kind of talked about going back to things that we were familiar with at one point in our life. Is there anything that you've never tried that you would like to try um, for the first time, whether it's a hobby or like a one-off thing? I'm curious what what yours would be for this too, Kels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you're basically trying something brand new as an adult. You might not be good at it because you've never done it before. So it might bring up some uncomfortable feelings, but also might be exciting, you know? Right. I know. I'm like, what would that be? I'm trying to think about something I've watched and be like, oh, I want to try that. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I took up surfing in 2020 and I haven't done it since, but that was like a really big, like, I can't believe I even tried that and I think I did it five or six times I haven't done it since that was a big one um I get really into the idea of um of archery I think I'd be I think I would like that the idea of like a target and that seems like such a good stress relief yeah that would be cool yeah yeah I 
there is a rush that comes from it, like you're saying, because I tried skiing for the first time two years ago. Not mm. yeah, a year ago in February. And it was very invigorating. And but there's also a lot that goes into that skis, getting a snowsuit, yes. like fitting and all that stuff. But I, I did feel accomplished and it was hard and I felt, you know, a good amount of times, but I also, you know, completed several, whatever you want to call it, runs. Yeah. And I, but I, after that, I was like, I never need to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel about surfing. Where I was like, I mean, that was so great. And so what I needed at uh, the time with where I was at emotionally in life. But I also am like, I'm so lucky I did not get seriously injured. I mean, it's right. That's true. Yeah. So like fucking, yeah. It's so dangerous. That was before the, uh, what, what were they? The, 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 uh, angry otters were out. Oh yeah. I don't know about those. Oh, okay. There's some but, angry otters apparently. In some, oh God. Oh area. gosh. Of yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it, I think surfing can be one of those things where, um, it in and of itself, it is a dangerous thing to do, but especially when you are starting out, like you don't, it's like driving. You don't have the awareness of like that there's somebody coming behind you and you oh, could yeah. really injure somebody else. And so I'm really glad I did it, but I I feel kind of the way you felt about skiing. It sounds like where it's like, well, okay, I did that. I, mean, I, I don't know it. that I need to do that again. I think one that's farther away that I don't know if I'll do would be roller derby. Mm. And, and one that's closer that I think I, that I've done once and I could see happening again. And I'm thinking of it because last night I did the comedy pole show at um, Largo would oh, okay. be pole dancing or trying pole. Cause I, I've done it oh, once yeah. and it was fun, but because I used to be a gymnast, I think, and the reason, like, just like what we said, the reason I'm even saying it is because it's like, I think I'd be pretty good at that. Yeah. That's why I want to try it because it's like, it would be strength building and also something that I I wouldn't be, I shouldn't say good at right away, but I, I would have a better chance at, at getting there. Cause like last night I, they say, um, like there's pole dancers and then comics in between. And they say a comics, if you want, you can try it. And yeah, I'm in jeans and a shirt and huge combat boots. And I was like, I'll yeah. give it a whirl at the end of my set or whatever. Yeah. And wow. I really just ended up kind of climbing to the top. Like it was the rope in gym class, but <laughs> I, once I was up there, I was just sort of like clinging like a, you know, little koala topper pencil yeah. thing. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then she kind of spun, spun me, but it was like, it would be interesting to try to learn some skills and try it, you know? Yeah. Delaney, about you, Delaney. Very fun. Well, you know what? I did pole dancing for a year and I fucking loved it. And it was so fun. Um, and I was like, should I become an instructor? Should I try to like do this? But yeah. I was, I was, I was like 17. So it was okay. like, I, okay. I was about to go off to college and stuff like that. But I highly recommend that one. It's uh really fun and very empowering and really okay. great for your body too. But lots of flying upside down and spins and like you get really amazed with all the shit that you can do. Um, I really want to take a songwriting class at some point. I don't know when, but like it's it's just kind of on my mind. Like I think that would be really fun and just yeah. learning how to make one piece of music at some point. Yeah, and I can I, think that'd be I can cool. relate to that. I I think that would be neat too. Just to, yeah. You because like I can play the cello, but it's like I don't riff around. You know, like right, I yeah. I'm more like I can read the notes, and that's fun to me to try to get it better in practice. And but that's kind of the extent of it. But like guitar, I think would be really hard for me to learn. And I don't know singing at the same time. And it's yeah. but songwriting is is hard. There's I have yeah. these um cards that I got. I sometimes like daily like cross. Um, what am I trying to say? Um, 
cross-discipline things like with songwriting and one of my best friends is also a musician so oh, but cool. I got her them and then I just got some for myself out of curiosity but I think his name is Dan Wilson it's like a stack of daily cards that would help you it might just be interesting even though if you cool. pull a card it says like something about songwriting oh I and, love it and so it would almost be like a journal prompt if, if you let it I like that. I love Oracle cards. So that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Another, one, another one of my hobbies. That's positive. It's Dan <laughs> yeah. Wilson. I could look it up maybe, but yeah. Awesome. All yeah. right. Well, Beth, can you plug your, um, your Netflix special one more time and just like where people can find you all that yes. good stuff? Um, my Netflix special, if you didn't want me then is currently streaming on Netflix. It's an hour. Um, I also have a half hour on there if, if you're thirsty for more, but please press play on the hour. You know, when you head to work, press play. When you go to bed, press play. <laughs> and you can find me at Beth Stelling, S-T-E-L-L-I-N-G, at, at dot com and or that at, at, on all the social medias. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much for Thank coming you for on. Doing it. And yeah. I can't wait to get to see you in person and, and catch up then. And... I know. I'm looking forward to that. And seeing yeah. Chad, I haven't seen him in forever. And also Sai. I'm looking forward to seeing Sai. Yes. Um, and it, I mean, everybody at the fest is going to be so fun. Yeah, I can't wait. And it's Dan Wilson Music. If you want to just like look him up and follow him and stuff, he has like great songwriting. It would just awesome. be a fun little way to dip your toe. And <gasps> Thanks, Beth. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, Dan Wilson Music. Love it. Cool. I feel like I really calmed everybody. I'm like ASMRing this. It's like sometimes when I have headphones in, I'm like, hey, and you're listening to Beth Stella. (laughs) I was telling you, it's very soothing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you could definitely do something with that if you want to. Thank you guys for having me and and for the good convo. And and I always have fun with you guys and feel safe and very loved by you. So thank you. Of course. Right back at you. We love you. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Beth. Be sure to go watch her Netflix special. She is, she's truly one of the best stand-ups. It's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, and hope you find a, a hobby or make time for your hobbies if you yeah. haven't been, you know, and prioritize that for yourself if that's what you feel like you need for to sure. do. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I have a segment. I have, I have a good shit, so... I attended my first support group meeting last night for family members of those with frontotemporal dementia. And um, yeah, it was over Zoom. It was me and maybe like six or seven other people. And uh, I'm so glad that I did it. Um, It's something that I've been wanting to do for a while and was kind of nervous about, you know, we're talking about the hobby stuff where it's like, a little bit of that first day of school feeling where you show up by yourself. You have no idea what it's going to be like. Chad was very sweet and asked if he could join the, like do the meeting with me. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I don't know if this is one of those things where partners are there, if it's just the person. And um, I definitely think it would be great to have him for, for future ones, but it, uh, it was helpful in a lot of ways. It was also a little, it was a little um, hard for me in certain ways because it was me and then everybody else was in their 60s. Wow. And which has kind of been my experience with this disease is that it hit my mom at such a young age and my mom had my brother and I when she was a little older. And so right. uh, my brother and I are experiencing it at such a young age for us. And 
it's already such an isolating thing to go through that to have not only nobody in my life that is also going through it, but like even in the support group, nobody is around my age remotely. It's like these are people who either their parent has it, but their parent is like in their 90s or 80s. Mm-hmm. Or it's the person's spouse. And um, so I, I felt like a little a little lonely in that aspect. Where I was like, oh, man, I was hoping that maybe somebody else in yeah. this group would be closer to my age. But I will say it was, it was way more helpful and comforting than it was um, isolating or frustrating. Yeah. It was – it's just – it's hard to hear about – everybody who's experiencing this and like how they each have to change their day-to-day lives to help be caregivers and it just makes you go like god people just don't fucking know it's it is so exhausting and so crushing and um I think it's just one of those things where it's like always be kind if you can because you just don't know what people are going through like I'm I'm in this group of hearing everybody's stories and it's like these are all people who have jobs and families and they're like living I think living your life as an adult is already hard on a day-to-day basis just to like try and get the things done that you need to but if you have the additional task of being a caregiver for somebody whether that's you are their day-to-day physical caregiver or just like you're an emotional caregiver giving that person love every day oh like there isn't time like you have to make time for that in your day and uh it's it's just so hard so I felt a lot of comfort in knowing that other people go through this and um I think I will continue to go it's like an every other week thing Mm -hmm. and yeah I'm just um I'm I'm happy that I pushed myself to do it because I think it will be a really helpful part of healing yeah I'm glad that you went thanks I'm glad that you went and yeah Yeah. it's a lot um I it's so funny we have you know I also went to my first support group I guess I'll 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 have that I'll have that as my first or my my segment too just because yeah um I I went last Tuesday and I'm going again tonight actually and um I had been to um a group I don't know close to maybe a year ago Mm -hmm. um that was like online but it's really nice being in in person with a bunch of people and um uh just people knowing how you feel and what you're going through without having to say a word is a really weird feeling of like Yep, yeah. we've had all the same thoughts, feelings, you know, of considered different things. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was very, just after one session was like very healing and uh, um, hard. But um, yeah, it's, it's really weird that you, for me, my experience was like feeling so connected to strangers was really yeah. weird. Like yeah. just immediately like, whoa. This is weird. This is strange because we're getting right into deep shit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no small talk. There's no that kind of thing. It's really just a very strange um, bonding experience. Wow. Yay for support groups. Yeah. <laughs> yay, yay for therapy and support groups. And yeah. uh, oh, yeah. I'm so proud of you. 
thank you. Uh, I'm glad I'm doing it. Yeah, for sure. It's a whole year. You have to commit to a year or 10 months of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Every week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what yours is like, um, in terms of logistics. I know mine is, it's just like free. And I think it's just a good reminder that if you are in a, if you're going through something that is more specific and maybe you're in a position where you feel like you can't afford, um, help in other ways it's like support groups at least this one I'm doing it's it's free and it is a really comforting thing to know that there are other people that are going through this very specific thing you're going through so so I I I don't know if you feel this way but support groups seem to have such a negative stigma yeah like there's like a weakness I feel like it's kind of synonymous with therapy where some people are like, oh, I'm in therapy. It makes it sound like there's something wrong with you. Or like, oh, I'm, I go to a support group. It makes right. it sound like there's some sort of dysfunction in your life. But um, yeah, I don't know why I was so resistant to going for a long time. Well, I think I, I've mentioned before, I, I think it was, I was worried it was going to be too depressing. And it was like, I don't need, right. I don't want to spend even more of my day right. talking about this than I already do. Um, but yeah, it's it's the opposite. It was like I'm so glad I had that concentrated time. Yeah, because it, I, uh, yeah, it like took weight off of feeling like I needed to be in that space. Like today, so far, I haven't really had to feel in it very much. Yeah, did you feel like this too, Kels? For me, it was like uh, I feel like I'm trying to process a lot already on top of normal day to day things. I don't want another fucking task of yes. finding and signing up for a support group. Yeah. I, that's, it sounds exhausting, right? Yes. And so I am very fortunate that this came from a, a referral and somebody who really helped me get into it and get the things that I needed. Mine is also free, but there's like some workbooks that they, you know, encourage you to purchase. So, you know, that's part of it. Um, and I'm just so glad that, uh, that was part because I don't know if I would have felt like I had the energy or desire to like look into it, find a place, do it all on my own. I just didn't have the capacity. And, um, I will say this, this is very interesting. Um, I am, I do not affiliate with any kind of religion. Um, I kind of like accept it all kind of a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, the support group that I am doing is through a church. Oh. And I was a little hesitant yeah. um, to do that. And I, so that's just another thing out there. And I've told them, I'm like, look, I'm not this faith. Like I mm-hmm. believe in kind of everything, whatever, you know, yeah. um, and totally accepting of me. Uh, I swore a few times. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not used to being in a church <laughs> setting. This is going to be a little bit of an adjustment. And like they welcomed me with open arms. And so that might be another thing that you're probably, if you are looking for a group, you might not think to go there. I sure as hell would not have thought to go there. Um, But I'm so glad because being in it, even though it's like a church setting, which I'm not used to, um, 
it's based on, you know, the, the person running the group is uh, a licensed mental health professional. It's all based on science and data. And then there's, you know, instead of meditation, there's prayer, right? Like I don't, right. I, I, I can be, I can be in any religious setting um, and feel totally fine and, and comfortable. Like if it's all about love and supporting people. And so I've actually um, really, it's been super helpful. And I'm so glad that I didn't let that be like a weird obstacle for me to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. So, yeah. Wow. Yay. This is good. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Um, again, KelseyCook.com for tour dates. Uh, San Diego, Jersey, Philly, um, Stamford, Tacoma. Those are the most, like, the ones that are coming up the soonest for next year. And they're, those start in January. But so many more after that. So, um, yeah, please grab some tickets. Yeah, DelaneyFisher.com for a career crush and all kinds of free resources and opportunities. And we'll leave you with the iTunes review of the episode. This is from Maggie at, with two exclamation points. It says, insomnia and y'all provide some great laughs and thoughtful commentary. I found that listening to your podcast before bed has been a great way for me to relax and forget about any stress from the day. It's also been really nice to listen to y'all as opposed to watching a screen before bed, which keeps me awake longer. Hilarious while also showing a deeper side that we don't often get to see from comedians if we only knew their stand-up thank you oh, oh maggie. maggie thank you so much what i a, love it yeah what a kick-ass itunes review thank you so much for yeah. taking the time to share that that was so nice love it what a hot tip i do the same thing i listen to audiobooks and podcasts uh before bed it puts me right to sleep it's so soothing oh yeah so that's sure. cool that we're somebody's podcast for that yeah. i love that because that's what i do yeah. okay. oh well thank well, you maggie thank you. and yeah, please go leave an iTunes review um, if you haven't yet, and we'll read it on the show. That's right. All right. Guys, we love you. Bye, everybody. Awesome love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend, left an iTunes review, or feel free to post it on your Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast. Thanks, guys.